Kofi measuring the champion. Seven and a half hours later, one of the biggest weekends of the year, Chick Foley Show. We are back at it, folks. And uh, boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Man, uh, I am here in the uh, the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios here in beautiful, I guess I'm in Reisterstown now. I have an, another couple weeks. They're doing the floors. Everything's almost ready, about ready to move back in. And then Sheena across the pond is about ready to move back to the mainland. Sheena, how are you this evening? I am awesome. I mean, it was a marathon weekend of wrestling, but I, it, you know, the biggest weekend in wrestling TV, and then we have the biggest weekend in regular TV coming up this weekend with the series finale of Game of Thrones, the uh, premiere of that. So it's it's a good couple of weeks here coupled together. Yeah, don't forget the Masters too, man. That's one of my favorite sporting events of the year, man. Even if you aren't a golf fan, that's pretty fun to watch. But, uh, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. We have one of our Patreon subscribers, Marco Denton, is going to jump on with us in a little bit to recap the WrestleMania pay-per-view and take over. But uh, we want to, before we get to him, just plug a couple of things here. Obviously, uh, you can shoot us an email at askchickfoley at gmail.com, or you can DM Sheena on Instagram at chickfoley. Or the show on Twitter, at Chick Foley Show. We got a bunch of new Twitter followers. I think like over 100 or 200 Twitter followers. We went from like 700 and some to we're, we're approaching a grand. Uh, but the biggest one, Sheena, I got a follow on our Twitter account from the Sheena Phelps. I can't believe it. <laughs> it only took, you know, we've only been doing the show for uh, seven months now, but you're finally on board, huh? You know, I finally dusted off the old Twitter machine. Uh, Instagram is Instagram is my stomping ground. That's where I love to be. And I used to be hardcore um, into Twitter. I mean, it was obviously like I, mean, I still had Instagram back then, but it was before like Instagram kind of like took over. And yeah, you know, I didn't even realize I wasn't following the Chick Fil A show because I'm never on Twitter. Um, but I am changing that. I'm committed to showing up on Twitter uh, because we have so many awesome followers on there and so many so much going on that I didn't even know about. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We've we've got some good conversations with folks on there. A uh, bun- a bunch of great folks. I mean, I I do like the in- the what you do on Instagram is awesome. And if you don't follow Sheena, you definitely should on there. Uh, it's a great visual place for pictures and figure collectors. You can, can kind of go ham on there. But uh, just the kind of the everyday minutia of news and rumors and and kind of while Raw and SmackDown are going on, it's a good back and forth with people. There's a good crew of of wrestling fans on there as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad you, you don't follow me yet, but I I don't use my my personal Twitter account much anymore either. So I'll let you slide on that. But uh, you have to sh- just shoot me your handle, man, and I will make it happen tonight. Okay. We are gonna we are gonna be totally intertwined, man. Uh, we're gonna everything. know. We're gonna in the know. All right, then we'll do MySpace, and then we'll be all be all updated. Can I do a, a question? Are you gonna be offended if you're not in my top eight? 
Uh, I don't know. Do you have Yellow Card playing? What what song do you have playing on the uh, on the profile page? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's it's definitely something from Avril Lavigne. Oh my god, jeez, that's a throwback. <laughs> nice. Um, we mentioned the Patreon account. We have one new Patreon subscriber, Jose Bolanos, and uh, we welcome Woo! you, my friend. Yep, and if you want to, you can sign up for Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. A couple, about a week ago, right before WrestleMania, we recorded our the first round of our Best Entrance Themes Bracket, and you can listen to that there. Right after this show, we're going to record our Mount Rushmore of Peg Warmers. So I have four. Sheena has four. We're going to discuss, and should be pretty fun stuff. So uh, you, we're going to... And, and continue this this contact you have a bunch of uh, unboxing videos coming up i'm gonna make one and once you move to here we're kind of on the same time zone i think it'll be a lot easier for us to get some some quick 15 20 minute episodes posted up there pretty regularly yeah for sure i'm excited about that uh, i mean i'm you know i'm sad to leave paradise but it will be nice to be on the same you know to be in the same time zone as most of my the people that i communicate with so that's exciting I got my Pro Wrestling Tees shirt in. I wore it uh, to my WrestleMania party, and I got that super soft uh, material. It, it fits very yes. nicely. As a big guy, the double X fits perfectly. It's uh, it's nice, and uh, I recommend it. Uh, we'll let you guys know next time they do a sale on ProWrestlingTees.com, but uh, if you don't want to wait till that, uh, you can just search Chick Foley Show when you go to ProWrestlingTees.com and find our stuff there. And uh, be sure to check out us on iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud, wherever you're listening to us now. If you're on iTunes, uh, make sure to drop us a nice five-star review there. We appreciate that. And uh, you did some pretty cool giveaways for folks on the Instagram account over the weekend. What was the, what was the deal behind that? Yeah, so our um, one of our friends here on island, one of our we call him our, our local Oahu elite squad, um, our buddy uh, Shampoo Model. You can find him on Instagram at Shampoo Model, uh, and you'll see why his why his handle is Shampoo Model. He has the most beautiful man hair like I've ever seen. Like it's just glossy and you know shiny and black. It's amazing. But that that aside, he donated. So he had found um, elite Shelton Benjamin, the chase and the gold. Uh, he had found him for us. And I went to pick him up, meet up with him and, you know, uh, do a trade off for the figures. And he was like, Hey, you know, I didn't see you guys doing any giveaways. I went through my collection. And I just have so much stuff like, you know, I wanted to donate to the show in case you guys wanted to do any giveaways for WrestleMania weekend. And I mean, we were just doing flash giveaways during the entire WrestleMania. We did one during raw. Um, and it was so much fun fun it was just like quick little questions um and then we took all the answers into drawings and we gave away quite a few figures so it was it was definitely a lot of fun that's a good brother right there that's pretty cool i uh make sure everyone gives him a follow on instagram he does have some some beautiful freaking hair so uh shout out to him for that um yeah so i have a couple follow-ups from i think last week or the week before i talked to some of my buddies in the uh, baltimore elite squad and we had talked about we had a, we got a great question from somebody about if mattel were to lose the license to the wwe figures what uh yeah, what would you do? And I, I have a couple of buddies that are hardcore figure collectors, uh, Brandon and Darius, who I watched WrestleMania with. We'll get to them in a little bit. They both said they would probably stop collecting, and you you had kind of similar sentiments. So that's pretty strong words, but I kind of get it. You did that when the, when everything switched over from Jax to Mattel. It's just it would be a big change, and I don't think it's going to happen. Mattel is you know the biggest company in the biz, but uh, it is interesting to hear from some pretty hardcore collectors that they would just kind of stop what the, you know, one of the, the main focuses of their life and, and do something else. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, I we would definitely complete our Mattel collection that we have as much as we could possibly, you know, um, but I definitely wouldn't dive into anything new. I might go back and collect, you know, all the old Hasbros or, you know, collect older uh, older figures. But uh, yeah, starting from scratch and starting new, like it would just be, it would be devastating if Mattel lost the WWE license. It is, and and they kind of echoed like you know, remember how crappy the Jacks looked? They were so cartoonish. But I w- I would think if even if they went back to Jacks, you know, in two thousand nineteen, they're gonna look it's better different, they, yeah. yeah. Or you know, whatever company they do go with, it's gonna look a lot better. And you know, who knows? It might be better than the Mattels now. It might be pretty similar, but if they're a different size, do they look good in a display? And it's just like it's kind of a good time to 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 to, to scale back and then kind of go back and find the things that you. Uh, you missed out on so it's a pretty good question there and like i said you can shoot us questions at ask chick foley show or ask chick foley at gmail.com um let's get into i mean the biggest event of, of the weekend wrestlemania do you want to do that first or you want to do takeover before we call marco i say i say we just jump right into uh wrestlemania man let's just go ahead and tackle this beast and grab it by the horns and just take it down because i mean it's a lot all right, ladies and gentlemen, at this time we have the infamous Marco Denton on the line, one of our Patreon subscribers. He has uh, signed up and has uh, earned the right to co-host one of our segments, and he, choo- he chose this WrestleMania recap. What's going on, Marco? Uh, nothing much. It's uh, 10 o'clock over here, probably the same time for you, and just put the, uh, the twins to bed. I have two twin uh, baby girls. Oh, wow. I call them the belt. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, yeah. <laughs> they're giving me some problems, but uh, <laughs> they, uh, they finally went down for the count, and uh, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old. He was out earlier. Hopefully he stays asleep um, yeah. right next door to him, so hopefully he uh, Holy moly, Marco has things. his own faction. Yeah, man. We yeah, are, I do. That's crazy, man. Well, we'll... Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll we'll leave the Ravens and uh, Patriots shit talk out of it for this uh, go round, uh, but uh, <laughs> you can. Yeah, you can, I feel. I mean, you don't. You, we don't have to go down that route. It's fine. I mean, it's you can make in front of my accent if it comes out at some point. Oh no, so, you're good, man. You can follow. Matter. You can follow Marco on Twitter at Inglorious Gent G E N T. Uh, have you ever been to a WrestleMania, Marco? I have been to three WrestleManias. Wow, nice. Which ones? I've been to uh, Miami, which was, jeez, uh, I have a bad memory. Was it 27? With uh, the Rock and Cena main event. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went to WrestleMania 30, which I, that was my favorite one of all time. Because I watched That's Daniel Bryan take down the evolution That's one epic. by one. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, third one was MetLife. Actually, the first time they were at MetLife, I was there as well. It was cold and rainy. I was very jealous. Of my friends that went this time because it was really nice out. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I've only been to two WrestleManias myself. So I went to 31 and then uh, we went to 33 as well that was in Orlando. So both great shows. But yeah, it was like, you know, we, we got back into wrestling like around like 2014 hardcore. And then we just, we just made it our goal that we were going to go to, you know, WrestleMania. And our favorite wrestler of all time wasn't even in the main event and he walked away with the title. So, you know, it, it was a good night. Yeah, I went. Of course. Marco, I went to that awful fucking uh, WrestleMania 29 in the cold at MetLife and had to. I, I went back and watched it the other day. I can't believe it was uh, Alberto Del Rio versus Jack Swagger for the big gold belt. What an awful card. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, I actually, if you go back and you, I, I'd like to take credit for this. There's a, uh, I think it's Rusev is out there. I'm not sure what match he was in. Um, there's a USA chant, and I started the USA chant. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I'll have to definitely go back and check that out. That's that's hilarious. Uh, let's get on to WrestleMania 35. I'll start with you, Sheena. Overall thoughts before we get into some of the matches individually. Uh, what did you think of the event itself, how it looked, how it was presented, and all that kind of stuff? So I, I love the event. I love the way it looked. It was very clean. Um, you know, I know there was a lot of like, you know, it was very polarizing. Some people were like, they were like me. They loved the clean, the giant screen. It just looked really shiny, really nice. Um, and then there were some people, there was this, uh, this gif going around and it was like setting up for WrestleMania 35. And it was like two like, you know, geek squad people like setting up or like hooking a TV onto the wall and then like high fiving. And I laughed so hard because yeah, it does look like a lazy setup compared to things. Like, I mean, literally in Orlando, they had a roller coaster set up as the, as the backdrop of WrestleMania 33. So it was, you know, it, do, it does look a little bit lazy, but I actually really appreciated the cleanness of it. I appreciated that there wasn't like a 35 foot ramp you know that people had to look over um which was a huge misstep at, at orlando but um the show overall it was i mean i'm not gonna harp on how long it was we all know like we've all heard everything we've all read all the reports like how horrible it was getting out of there how the main event didn't even kick off until after midnight like i don't want to like belabor on the length of the show i'm in my opinion it does need to be a shorter show but um, the show that we got is the show that we're going to talk about. And overall, I thought it was good. I thought the pacing was really good. Um, I do I do think it was kind of a misstep looking back now to have the women go on last. Um, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But overall, I thought the show was great. Marco, what uh, what's your take on anything uh, differing in opinions or same opinions? What did you think about the event? Uh, pretty much the same opinions. Uh, it was, I thought it was really good. Uh, she actually said it flowed really well. I thought it, I thought it was a great pace. Uh, it didn't seem like anything overlapped as far as, uh, the matches went. Um, I've, I had a couple of buddies that actually went and they did say it was, um, kind of like horrific when it came to like the traveling afterwards and stuff like that. But overall from the TV side, I thought it was really great. I, I think it was like one of the best WrestleManias I've seen in a long time i'm probably gonna get killed for that but i uh <laughs> i really i thought every match was good um i didn't think there was a bad match if you want to count the you know pre-show stuff um meeting the men's battle royal um but other than that i thought it was really good i have yeah. no qualms at all about it I, th I definitely thought it was a give them what they want, you know, send the fans home happy um, type of feel to it. You know, I mean, I, there was all this worry. Like, I was worried myself with there being so many big baby face matches on the card um, that they were definitely going to disappoint us in one of those. And we got what we wanted. All three of our baby face champions walked away, um, you know, with gold. And it was it, it felt good. There was I mean like any WrestleMania, there's going to be, there's going to be ebbs and flows. And I mean, like I said, the match was very long. I mean, there was that unnecessary 20, I think it was like 27 minutes triple H wrestled. Um, but you know, I mean, every WrestleMania for like the last, what, 10 years, probably he's had the longest match on the, on the card. Uh, so that was no surprise to anyone. And I actually enjoyed that match. Um, I know a lot of people hated it, but I, I enjoyed that match, but it was a little bit too long, especially on an already long card. 
Yeah, I would have. Lo- I think this could have been the best WrestleMania ever if you. After that Kofi Kingston match, I had no energy left. I was so into that. We'll get to, into the details on that later. But I think if you put the women's match right after that and you shave off those five matches, and that's easier said than done, but you had right. six matches after that plus the the Doctor of Thugonomics making a re- a return. By the by the end of the night, it was just like I don't care. Finn Balor's entrance was like, come on, like you just become yeah. so cynical to everything because you're just, you know, I'm not even there. I'm on the couch drinking beers and eating wings with some buddies in a warm house. I'm not sitting out in the cold, and I'm I'm exhausted. I'm ready to go home. And I, I love you know I love what I was watching. I don't I can't pick out a, a single match that was that was overly bad, but. You know, I just think you could have done you built up this women's three way so much, Marco. Mm-hmm. And to have it on at that point of the night when everyone's kind of ready to go, it's yeah. and it's just kind of a letdown a little bit. But I, I think overall it was a great event. I don't want to sh- you know, poo poo on it too much, but um what'd you think about the just the match ending at like twelve twenty at night, Marco? Uh yeah, I I agree with you with the uh you know, after the Kofi um, when I, I like it, we'll get into that later. But after that, I think that pretty much drained the audience in a good way, not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just so much excitement that that happened. I think after that, it was just like, where do you go from here? At that, I know the women's match was obviously the last match, but like, how do you keep that momentum going? And I think that's where it kind of faltered. And there were great matches in between those, but yeah. it was. I think it, you know, I wasn't, you know, I was fine by that time. I'm a, I'm, I have babies, so I'm, <laughs> I'm up all hours of the night anyway. Um, yeah. So I don't really get tired too much. But um, I could see what they were talking about with that. I, like I said, a, few, a couple of buddies uh, that I work with that I went and they said uh, the same exact thing. They were pretty much like, you know, done for the night um, as far as the, the main event went. Uh, a lot, obviously, everyone stayed to watch the main event. Um, but it was, you know, it it just got it just got people tired. That's all. It was it was, it was a long event, and you know, the just having the ladies on last kind of yeah. took away from their you know excitement at that point. I think. Yeah, and you know, Carmella and our truth came out and even tried to pop the crowd a little bit, which I felt was. I mean, I I know what they were going for. Like, okay, let's wake everybody up before this main event. You know, do a dance break. I mean, and they couldn't even get the dance break over. I mean, the audience just looked like come on like stop stop the madness like let it let's just get to the to the main event and then they started flying charlotte in on a chopper and i was like holy crap how long is it gonna take her to get to the ring are they is she gonna land in the middle of the stadium and then i saw how far away she was in the stadium i'm like it's gonna take her three days to walk from the parking lot into the uh into the arena but overall i mean becky lynch we finally got what we wanted becky lynch is the the man she took away both titles um which was just incredible and you know i have my own set of issues with the match in general i don't think it was the best showing for any of these women individually i mean i think they've had better matches in you know previous months um and but i didn't hate the match but i did hate that it started after midnight like we said but um i'm not gonna let that overshadow the fact that we finally it finally paid off everything that's been happening for this last since last fall the right person came out on top nothing crazy happened i mean i know there was a little controversy with the pin and you know when it happened and how it happened and whether she was actually pinned um and all those things or whether it was a botch but at the end of the night people are going to remember that becky left with both titles and that was just a uh 
you know, a scene, a sight to behold, you know, Becky holding both women's titles at the end of the night. Yeah, it was a little bit of a sloppy match. Uh, just, I, I don't know if they were just kind of just a little nervous out there with some butterflies. The the finish was a little odd. I don't. I know the, there's been rumors that the referee was fined by Vince McMahon for for making the count the way he did. I don't know if uh, if that was supposed to be the end of the match or not. But I think it's the way we wanted it to end. I'm glad we we got that ending. I, I think uh, Ronda now has kind of a a storyline built in that hey my my shoulders weren't down you didn't beat me like even if that wasn't how it was supposed to happen I think that's where you can go with this whenever she comes back if she does come back so uh, I like the right. be- the Becky two belts thing which it is kind of surprising that they're letting them call it belts again but that's the side yeah I, I thought that too I was like they're not belts pal they're titles you know uh, it was really funny that they came out with the Becky two belts shirts but you know even like Marco like yourself I mean this is such a monumental event even though everybody was exhausted and you have to remember you know, we were, were complaining about Charlotte, Rhonda, and Becky putting on like a, you know, a not a five-star classic match. But, I mean, they were there all day, too. I mean, they were backstage for 10, 12 hours, you know, um, just waiting for their match. So, I mean, you know, they had to be exhausted as well and then had to, like, bring that energy up for their, for their giant match. So, um, you know, but like I was talking about, like, this is such a monumental moment because, you know, these chicks just went out there and like shattered glass ceilings for not just like the WWE locker room and the ladies in there, but just like all the up and coming and aspiring female superstars and women everywhere. And just proved that like, you know, don't give up on your dreams. Cause I mean, Becky did an interview afterwards and she was like, people told me it was impossible for women to main event WrestleMania. And here I am. And I took away both titles, you know, so just keep fighting for what you want. And I think it's just a good message for not just, you know, women, but kids, adults, everyone you know like when someone tells you that something's never been done before that doesn't mean you should shy away and i thought that was just a really cool moment and a really cool message that i think becky can you know share and you know kind of exude out to the world uh, i totally agree I mean, obviously you have two young daughters marco i was in attendance with a, a couple buddies that i've just six months ago i didn't even know these guys uh, a couple figure figure hunting buddies that i'm friends with and one of them, Brandon, has three young daughters. They were all decked out in wrestling uh, t-shirts. And, you know, granted, it was, they were Finn, wearing like Finn Balor t-shirts, and they went to bed before this match even happened. But um, it, it's 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 cool that this happened organically, and it's something that you know now these three young girls were you know when we were kids they had to watch you know Braun Paney's matches if they wanted to watch women's wrestling now they have real role models which is you know I don't have a daughter I'm not a female obviously she you can probably attest that you know to this maybe a little better than me but now th- this is going to open up the floodgates for a whole new fan base and you're not forcing it like you did with some other people back in the day this has kind of happened organically so it's pretty cool yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, I, I just, I love it. I know there are so many little girls out there that love WWE and, you know, they, they started like by loving, you know, it opened it up originally, like when the Bellas started having their Total Divas show and the Total Bellas shows that really exposed wrestling to a broader female audience. And then, you know, now like we have so many amazing female athletes that like they can look up to as role models. Um, and it's really got them into the product, not just the reality TV side of it, but also 
like the legitimate wrestling product, which I think is just super cool and super awesome. And to see, you know, badass, powerful women, um, you know, even if like your dream is not to be a wrestler, but just like to like be inspired by women who do follow their dreams and like, you know, kick ass every day. I, I love it. And I know Marco, I know you can attest about having two daughters and like being like, yeah, they, you know, these girls can do anything. I, yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, they're identical girls, so hopefully they go when they get older. I'm, they're going right to full field university. I think that's their, uh, <laughs> there, that's, there's that's always their, room for a twin gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they need some new Bellas over there because the Bellas retired, so they yeah, need some new sure. identical twin girls to uh, to take over. But yeah, I, I actually no, it, it was a lot of uh, this WrestleMania was really groundbreaking in the sense with uh, with the Kofi win and right. um, the the ladies. Uh, main eventing. Um, I have some stuff to touch on at the uh, Kofi stuff because I actually watched some interviews that he did uh, during WrestleMania weekend uh, that talked about like the importance of of the match he had with Daniel Bryan, which is which I thought was pretty insightful. But but yeah, it's um, you know it's a win a win for the ladies. I mean, I'm yeah. excited to see what's going on this year or what 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 they're going to come up with. Well, on that note, let's uh, let's jump right into Kofi Mania because um, I mean, to me, like. Kofi was definitely the MVP of the weekend. I mean, Becky Becky broke the glass ceilings, like we said, came out on top. The women main evented for the first time in WWE history. and But to me, like, Kofi stole the weekend. So what were your thoughts on the on the Kofi match, Marco? Um, I thought it was probably, I know we're going to get to this later, I thought it was probably the best match as far as, like, uh, the emotion, uh, the storytelling that both uh, – guys brought into the ring um even on the outside with xavier woods and uh biggie yeah. um, out there as well like cheering them on and stuff like that um just uh just just a touch on what i said earlier about the significance of him winning um it was it was the way he explained it was like it was more of a um a win for uh the way he said it was people that look like him or children that look like him because it's that's something that they, that's never been seen in the, yeah. in the history of the WWE, as far as that that title goes, not including right. the WCW title, right? Um, but the actual uh, WWE or WWF at the time um, was never held by somebody that looked like him, or that the face of the company was never like they never seen anyone that looked like him that was the face of the company. So um, just him winning, just the cult- cultural significance of it, it was really huge. That, that match was bigger than pretty much bigger than wrestling. I think at that point it was more or less uh, showing the the growth in the company, um, yeah, and the people around it and the people involved. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely feel like he the most memorable player in WrestleMania 35 is definitely going to be Kofi. It was just a great feel good moment in the show. I mean, the Big E and Xavier, or as we like to call him here on the show, Elijah. Um, they like you could just feel their genuine excitement and what makes this this threesome so awesome is that they just like they're genuine friends and you know they just have the best chemistry and you know that like what they're feeling for one another is totally authentic and genuine and I mean when um, even though I was really pissed that they had that belt out there because I was like "Mm, that kind of telegraphed the ending you know like when whenever Xavier pulled back that um, drape and you know like he just started sobbing you know seeing Kofi's side plates on the WWE title like it was just such a feel-good like cold chill moment um and I I don't know I I felt like this was 
even though the other two baby faces that I wanted to win one, you know, Seth and, and Becky, I feel like this one was the most, like that had the most emotion, you know, because with Becky, like, you know, if, if we got anything short of Becky, it would have been like a catastrophe. Everybody would have like burned down MetLife Stadium. It would, to me, it was more just a relief that, Seth beat Brock versus uh like that Brock lost as opposed to like Seth actually winning like I was like oh my god like that's just such a relief but Kofi it just I could feel it in my soul what about you Phil yeah it, it was pretty awesome and like I said I was I talked about Brandon I watched the Wrestlemania event with I watched it with my buddy Darius who's African-American has an African-American son who's uh five years old you know and knows every wrestler's entrance and and like pops hard for everybody and man it was awesome to like you know it's totally i don't, I don't have a daughter i'm not african-american so to see these two people that i just met uh, experiencing these totally different things and it's just it was just an you know those two things i don't care if it was eight hours or it could have been fucking 20 hours those two things are what we're going to remember about this wrestlemania 10 years ago 20 years from now when we're watching um you know on the network or wherever the network is at that point it's it's these are the two matches we're going to worry about and that's you know these are the two moments that are going to probably shape you know wrestling fans going forward as you know the the hogan andre slam did so uh if i can be a nitpicky tiny tiny bit one of my buddies saw the new title when they were coming out uh when they did their entrance and and biggie had that box of t-shirts and like he was like dude there's a title under there i just saw the title so that yeah. that kind of ruined it a little bit even though i you know, i wanted kofi to win i i we we kind of talked about this on the show that we thought he was going to win but then that kind of ruined it a little bit for me because you kind of know the ending i can't watch a, a ravens game if i know they won it's just kind of takes the takes the air out of my sails if i if i know the ending so that was the only thing I had a complaint about. I'm not sure how many people noticed that. It's not a not a huge deal, but it was, I definitely it, noticed it. I put it in my Instagram stories because okay. I was like, I was like, did anyone see this this title belt under this drape? I was like, is there going to be a new title? Or are they unifying the women's title? I didn't know. And then, obviously, it made sense. They had Daniel Bryan's title around the outside. I was like, oh. Okay, well, I mean, maybe they just have it out there just in case, you know, but yeah, it did kind of telegraph the ending a little bit, but still, it still felt so organic and yeah, authentic 100%. and people and people were so genuinely happy for Kofi. And again, it was such a monumental moment uh, in wrestling history. And, you know, I could not have been happier for him. Um, speaking of people that I could not have been happier oh, for, here we go. Let's, I know where you're going whoop, with this. let's burn it down and talk about my boy, Seth Rollins, slaying the beast because holy smokes you guys so you know i was just i was just getting started we had just put the baby face down for a nap um you know i just sitting down with some pizza and some beer just ready to lock in on this on this show hogan's out there with alexa bliss doing his thing and um you know and then all of a sudden paul Heyman walks out and the panic starts to set in because i'm like this is not supposed to happen. What is happening here? Um, so were you guys surprised to see Paul Heyman come out and like announce that the match was going on first? Yeah, I was uh, I was shocked. But I do like the you – know, they throw in a quick angle that, you know, Brock – if Brock isn't going to be in the main event, he wants to get the hell out of here. And that you know, gives him that instant heel heat, Marco. And I think it worked in the and in, in kind of jump-started the night. What do you think, Marco? Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty insane. Just like the show starts, and you just see Paul Heyman walk out. I was like, uh, I was like, is Brock Lesnar not gonna do this match? Or is he just gonna come out and say, since he's not on the main event, that he's not doing the match? And he, he actually said it, but I thought it was a legit thing. 
because I'm American, I think really things happen that way. Um, I thought they were going to like boycott. It's okay. Movie. It's okay. I get played. I get played all the time, Marco. It's okay. But um, no, I'm actually, I was actually happy that they did that because they actually set the tone for the night. Um, and hats off to Steph because he took quite a beating for like yeah. the first seven minutes of that match. Or I mean, it seemed like it was like a half hour. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Around and like just the just the way his back looked with the with the the the, the welts oh and the spread yeah. and eating and I'm like is, is is he gonna get any type of offense? Is this gonna be like a a John Cena match where he just like suplexes him 15 times and then pins him and it's over? That's what I thought was gonna happen. But, yeah, um, it was kind of like shades of Daniel Bryan too. Remember, I mean, he ragdolled Daniel Bryan around that whole first part of the match, and we were like, oh my gosh, you know. And I was thinking like. How is this going to turn around? Because he is getting his butt handed to him. But breaking kayfabe here for a second, I heard several reports that the match going on first was literally decided like right beforehand, like while the cruiserweight match was finishing up, like Brock legit walked up and requested to go on first. And I guess Vince, you know, being such a Brock mark and Brock having so much, you know, power in the company, he was just like, sure, pal, you know, and they literally, that's why Hogan looked so surprised and shocked when Paul Heyman walked through. Cause he didn't know that that was about to happen. It just kind of like happened backstage. Um, And I've read several things saying that, yeah, Brock was just like, he's not staying around. Like, you know, let's just get this thing over with. I mean, and I don't blame him. I mean, shoot, I would want to be on my plane back home to do whatever Brock Lesnar does in his free time. But yeah, it was really funny that he just kind of like, but I thought I'd like, like Marco said, I think it really set the tone for the night and popped the crowd early on. Um, and it wasn't the dream match that I was looking for. It wasn't like the five-star classic. I mean, they have other matches. Brock and Seth have other matches that I, I like better, but the outcome was exactly was exactly what I wanted, and I was really hoping for another Game of the- Game of Thrones themed entrance for Rollins. But he was he was all business this year, and which I can appreciate. But selfishly, my nerd self wanted him to like ride a dragon to the ring or something, <laughs> you know. So yeah, um, the, but yeah, I was super excited for for him to win the Universal title. the The entrance the entrance outfits were not uh, very spectacular, and I. I didn't really give my opinion. I kind of glazed over it. I, I did not like the uh, the entrance ramp look. It was just too basic for me. I wanted a little bit of something more for my WrestleMania, but that's just me. Um, but, yeah, I was expecting Seth in some kind of badass. Uh, you know, Game of Thrones starting this week would have been perfect. But I do yeah. I did like the end of this match, and you still made, as Marco said, you, you made Brock look strong by putting him over for, you know, the first seven, eight minutes, and then he, he needs three curb stomps to, uh, to get the win. I felt like the end of this match was a little more uh, you know, eventful than you know, there was a little bit of a botch in the women's match, and the SOS at the end of the Kofi match just seemed kind of, the match just kind of ended. Uh, so mm-hmm. th- this match was really like you, you put a stamp on it. Like Seth's going to win this. He's he's ta- you know it, did it with a low blow, but it doesn't matter. I think it was a, a good hot opening match, and um, I'm excited to see who do you think is going to keep this belt longer, Seth Rollins or or uh, Kofi? Who do you think, Marco? I would uh, I like to say Kofi since it's his first time holding a title, um, but for some reason. Um, just waiting for the superstar shakeup and seeing what who, who he's going to feud with. That's going to really determine if he's going to lose it first. Um, but I like to think Kobe would keep it longer than Seth. I'm not sure how long we're talking. Not like a pizza right. like run, but like maybe a few months longer. I'm, I'm assuming Kobe's going to do it um, just because he's on that like high right now as far as 
and, and the momentum that he has going in with the title. So I'm, I'm, I'm going with Kofi on that one. Let's say you, Sheena. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with what Marco said. I mean, it would definitely feel good. I mean, obviously, I want Seth to hold the title, like, you know, forever. But, Seth, you know, we know those things. I mean, that would get a little monotonous. He would turn into the next Brock Lesnar. But um, I think Seth will hold it longer. I think, um, you know, like he said, depending on the superstar shakeup and what happens and who his who his next feud is, I could, I could see Kofi possibly dropping the belt. I could also possibly see maybe like a, a new day heel turn, which I don't, I personally wouldn't like, I love the new day together. Um, but I could, I could see them pulling that angle, um, and causing Kofi to, to lose his belt that way after they've like built it up where, you know, they're so supportive. Like this is, this is their guy. Like they pushed him to the top, you know, and I, I feel like it could be some sort of angle. Like, you know, Kofi wrote, rode the new day's coattails to, victory you know um so what yeah, about you phil i, I agree I, I think there's different ways you can go with that i think i think seth will probably be the, the champion longer i don't know if i i would assume he's gonna stay on raw but i don't know what they're gonna do with the titles it should be interesting and um uh, just just we kind of skipped over it a little bit here the the, the pre-show was really good i thought it moved really well there i really liked the cruiserweight match it was a nice fun way to start it the the battle royals were whatever and uh big props to our buddies the major brothers for winning the tag team belts and then keeping them the next night on raw and uh th- those guys i mean the the raw the the wrestlemania match was good but they 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 can go man and they they showed that on raw i know we'll get to that a little bit later in the show but i'm happy for those guys they're letting them really wrestle and uh, I guess now we know uh, Kurt Hawkins' finishing move. I guess it's just a, a roll-up, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so much happened on the show. It's funny. You were just doing like a rundown. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. That happened. That happened. That happened. You know, because we're focused on the big three. But, like, and we didn't even talk about So, on our WrestleMania preview, we totally forgot to talk about The Miz and Shane McMahon. And yet they, like, put on a clinic of just how to beat the hell out of one another. I thought it was, I thought their match was really, really good. And I would, that was one of the matches that I was like least excited to see. Did you like that match, Marco? I was actually excited to see that match. Cause I thought I, I, I love Hale Shane. Mm-hmm. I, when I was watching him perform Sunday night, it reminded me of attitude. Era Shane, where he was just like, kind of like a smarmy, like running around the ring, not really wanting to like interact or get in the mix with anything. Um, but towards the end, I coined him. I actually have a new name for him. It's called his name's called Shane Kind instead of Mankind. <laughs> I he like literally, that. <laughs> he was taking some Mankind type of type of bumps, like especially the one where he like landed on that golf cart and then landed hard oh on the concrete. Oh my like, gosh! Like, I don't think that then, was supposed to happen, right? I mean, that could not have been planned. I mean, he literally slid off that golf cart head first onto the concrete. Yeah, exactly. And then the, the, there was a, I think a spark before that. He he like slid and hit his head on the uh, those uh, the, the barricade, like the the bars there. Like he was just yeah. I, I was like, this guy's. In, I mean, he's. I'm not. He's like in his forties. I'm assuming, and he's just like running around the ring. And the the way he like parkoured over that barricade, I was like, this yeah. guy's pretty. <laughs> I was like, he's pretty superhuman right now. But uh, he was doing some uh, pretty amazing things. I actually enjoyed that match. Um, it. The Miz kind of bores me a little bit. That's why I wasn't really um, into it as much. Uh, but it, going through the match with just the way Shane was acting and how he was, you know, taking control as like the heel and stuff like that, and and uh, bringing the Miz, Miz in as dad. a baby. Yeah. yeah, Miz. Yeah, bringing the Miz dad in, like him helping him like put his hands up. Like 
That was hilarious. <laughs> that was like that. That was a really that was probably one of the most entertaining matches of the night. I think for sure. Uh, yeah, that was super entertaining. And you can never you can never fault Shane. I mean, you know, if whether you love Shane or hate Shane, like he will put his body on the line every single time. And he's forty nine, so the the dude is almost fifty years old doing this. You know, so much respect, Shane. Like I don't know how much longer he's going to be doing this, but. Um, man, he always, always entertains. Yeah, we had to Google it during the during the match. Like, how old is Shane? Because somebody was like, he's in his, he's in his thirties. I was like, no, dude, he's old. He's like probably almost fifty. And he was like, yeah, forty nine. And uh, yeah, he, I mean, he's still taking bumps. And that was one of my favorite matches of the night. And it had it was way better than it, I thought it was going to be. So props to those guys. They they killed it. And Shane, you know, always comes through on WrestleMania. Uh, it was it was just you know a brutal match and uh, it, it was you know this this card was cool because it had something for everybody you had the cruiserweight matches you had some of these you know had the the big guys like Roman and uh, the Scottish uh, psychopath going at it and yeah. this the Falls Count Anywhere match the tag team high flying matches it was it was it was pretty cool so that was a that was a nice m- moment what did you think of the tag team matches the the SmackDown four way uh, and the women's tag team match they were. Uh, the women's was was better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, the men's match, it was just kind of more the same. Mar- Marco, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um, I thought I thought both. Uh, I think Phil's right on that with the uh, men's match. It was, you know, it's probably something you would be able to see on like SmackDown or or Raw. Um, it wasn't yeah. too entertaining, but um, I do love the Usos. So. Um, they always put on a good show, and I'm actually glad they did make it to Mania and they did retain their titles on Mania. Um, the Cesaro spin kind of that was insane. Though, that right? was, <laughs> yeah, that uh, that was that was a highlight of the night. I was like, is, "This is never going to stop." Um, I'm not what? sure if I was more upset about that or Sheamus just hitting people on the outside with his uh his clubbing arm. Yeah, that that's there. what that's what I was thinking. I was like, you know, you knew that Alistair Black was like, oh my gosh, can we please stop swinging so that I can quit like quit getting pummeled out here? Because I mean, he, you know, Cesaro. I mean, not Cesaro. Sheamus chops hard. I mean, he chops like a freaking beast. I mean, he is just like clubbing him on the chest, and yeah, Cesaro just kept swinging, and it was yeah, very very entertaining. All those guys are so good. Um, it was as good as it could be to be a fatal four-way like so many people in the match type of tag match um and then you know what did you think phil i think you got to do something with alistair black and um ricochet i just don't think just having these guys as a tag team that loses every week is doing anything for me i i have a crazy idea that if you and, and just hear me out i think you put ricochet on 205 live for six months and put put Rey Mysterio on there, and put some other guys on there. Make have Gargano on there every once in a while, and make that another brand for you because you get some guys. I mean, Nice can go, Gulak can go. I love watching Buddy Murphy. They're obviously not bringing him up yet. Maybe that happens next week on the Superstar Shakeup thing. But you have a good core of guys, and you've been trying to do this cruiserweight division for so long. What what is it helping Ricochet by just having him in a random thrown together tag team that loses every? Every week, and he just is out there to do like a couple spots to to make the crowd pop. Like, give well, him—he uh, doesn't have a storyline. I mean, I don't even know who he is. I, he just came up. He's in a tag team with Aleister Black, and they're on every every show. He's the one and only. But he—they have been winning. They have been winning 
on like Raw and SmackDown, but then when they fought, they fought for the Raw championship and then the uh, then the NXT championship or tag championships, and then um, obviously the SmackDown championships at Mania and and lost. But let me say, for someone who has been super critical of them as a tag team, because I don't like ragtag thrown together tag teams. They are so amazing together. Like I, 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 I still doesn't work for me, but I love watching them wrestle together. Uh, and I agree, they could totally, you know, send Ricochet down to 205 Live, but they're not going to. I mean, he's such a spectacle for people to see on TV. And you know, I hate to. I'm not bagging on 205 Live. I know there's a lot of people out there that love it, but it doesn't get a lot of eyeballs on it. And, no, it you know, yeah. it's um, it's just one of those things like we're fully saturated with as much wrestling as we can take. And 205 Live is just extra, right? Like if you have an extra time, you might watch 205 Live. If you miss it, like you're like, whatever, you know? So they're going to keep Ricochet on the main roster. But um, I, I do agree that they should have them both be singles competitors, but I really, really enjoyed watching them this past week, uh, even though they lost um, compete. And I don't think it made them look with the way that they lost did not make them look weak. It didn't take anything away from either of them, Ricochet or Alistair Black. You agree, Marco? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, they, they are trying as a tag team. I, if you notice, like, during their matches, they do a lot of tag team, like, moves, like, original moves that they have, uh, that they set up themselves. So, I don't think it, I, I actually, I love both of them. So I think they'll, I, I don't hate them as a tag team at all. I'm probably in that minority in that sense. Um, actually like them. They do, if you notice, they do little things, like, they wear, they do wear matching outfits. They just don't have an entrance. I know the thing is, if you don't have the same entrance and you're not walking out together, that you're not really a tag team. I know that whole stick but like they do take strides toward being a tag team if you if you watch them in the ring together and stuff like that the tags that they do the the move sets that they do they try to like complement each other in that sense Agree, um, yeah. And I, yeah and i don't think they i don't think they look weak at all like they've only lost their championship matches they haven't lost like like a singles like not a singles but a tag team match like a, a regular right. one anyway right um so yeah i don't think they look weak at all as a, a tag team it's just weird because if you if you're a fan of NXT, you know they're two totally different people and two totally different gimmicks. Yeah, so just seeing them together, it's like, uh, what, yeah, is, what, what are they trying really, to accomplish here? Yeah, <laughs> you really have to suspend your disbelief. And speaking of 205 Live, can we just please talk about for a moment how both guys who competed for the uh, cruiserweight title, Buddy Murphy and uh, Tony Nese, they were like they are bigger than like a third of the people that were, they competed at WrestleMania. I mean, you had like, you know, Buddy Murphy is definitely bigger than Finn Balor. He's definitely bigger than Rey Mysterio, you know, and those guys are like on two Oh five live, you know I mean? They, what do yeah. they weigh? Like, you know, 204 pounds, <laughs> you know, I mean, they, they literally have to be right on the borderline because you know, it, they, they are big guys. And then you have these little small guys like wrestling. I mean, even Seth, you know, um, wrestling on the, on the main card. But yeah, I just, I just think it's funny that both of those guys were on there and they're like the cruiser weights. Um, what about the women's tag match? I was very shocked that the iconics won when Bret Hart came out, for you know the divas of doom and like gave them like the um you know the pat on the back and the high five and the fist bumps and the whole thing i was like oh my god natty and beth phoenix are going to win the tag titles like holy crap and then the iconics stole it away like holy freaking moly i was very happy for them though yeah it was cool it was nice to see someone different with the belts i think they're gonna eventually end up splitting up sasha and bailey you know kind of have one of them turn heel but uh, I, 
you know, it was good. Beth Phoenix looked good for what, what she did. I, I, I'm really sick. I'm a, maybe my least favorite move in wrestling history is the double the double person sharpshooter is the fucking the drizzling shits of like, <laughs> okay, you hold this arm and then you lay here and then you guys just lay flat and then I'll just bend your legs in a natural position that doesn't even hurt. Okay. Yeah, it um it doesn't look good because it takes her too long to set it up. Like it when when she does it like like they were laying on top of each other for an uncomfortable amount of time. Like you could just see Sasha like trying to like balance on top of, you know, the uh, like who, was she on top of Bailey? Was that who she yeah, was on top of? Yeah, it must have been. Why why does it have to be two people? Why can't she just give one person the sharpshooter? I know. Yeah, it's, I guess it's supposed to be more impressive, but you know, anyway, uh, I, I was happy for the Iconics. I, I don't like the double sharpshooter, just to put a, put a pin in that. But what do you guys think was the worst match of the night? We've we've kind of shared what we thought our, our best match of the night is. Mine was definitely Kofi versus Daniel Bryan. Marco, what was your best match of the night? Uh, by far, Kofi and Daniel Bryan. I'm a fan I, of Daniel Bryan and, and Kofi, so, and they... They did their they did their job that night. All right, and Phil, what is your best match of the night? Yeah, I mean, I, I would probably say the same. To be uh, different, I'm going to say that Miz match was was probably a top three match, and whereas we didn't even like you said, we didn't even mention it on our preview show. We had totally forgotten about it, and that was maybe because there's so many matches on this card, but also because it just felt like it didn't really have a place on the card, and mm-hmm. um, it, it was it was awesome. It was like you know one of the better matches of the night. So I think, you know, I think Kofi is number one, but I think that match is number two. I, w- I really wish the Kofi match would have been the main event. You know, as much as I love seeing the women get the main event, I think they deserve it. Uh, I just think that moment they're, they're, you know, it's splitting hairs, but uh, I, I do want to talk about the, the, the worst matches now that we've, what was your, your best match was also the Kofi match, Sheena. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wor- worst match for me, obviously, you can't call the Samoa Joe Rey Mysterio match the worst match. It was just a squash. You have to have that with so many uh, people on the card. I don't know what happened to Dominic. I don't know if he just didn't make it to WrestleMania, but he was nowhere to be seen. That whole thing was just thrown away, I guess. Um, but maybe it was because Rey was 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 supposedly injured on Monday. But the worst match for me is uh, was Roman and Drew McIntyre, and that kind of fell to the wayside after you know the high of uh, the title match with Kofi winning but it, it was just slow and it just no one seemed to care I would have put over Drew McIntyre because I feel like who who's going to be the number one contender now for for Seth Rollins I think he would set it up perfectly and you have plenty of time to re- put Roman Reigns back over you know why he he doesn't have to win his first match back I think you could there was so many faces that won on this card. Every every freaking match was a face winning. I think he could have built Drew up here, and I loved his entrance with the freaking the Scottish drummers, and that was cool. But that was my worst match. Yeah, I'm gonna say my worst match was uh, Corbin versus Angle. Um, I I wasn't down for this match from the very beginning. I thought it w- I didn't want him to wrestle him as his um, as his final opponent. I thought he deserved better than that. I I. I'm totally okay with him going out on his back. I know that's just the way it way it goes in your last match. Um, but just to give Corbin like a clean win, um, I just thought it was strange. And then, you know, giving, um, you know, Kurt Angle the, the mic and giving him like a scripted promo to like go out on. I was like, Oh man, like, you know, this is not, this is not great. So anyway, I thought, I thought the show as a whole was great. What was your worst match of the night? Marco, um, 
Um, are we talking about, if we're talking about, are we including the pre-show as well? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, any match on the card. All right, yeah, so I'm going to go with the uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal as no. my worst match of the match. Because cause the, the thing is, with, with the Corbin match and with the Roman match, I'm not faulting them at all for, like, they were after Kofi Kingston. So, like, there's nothing they could do. Um, right. they, they weren't going to change Corbin. You could see that. Like, he was he was the guy that uh, Kurt Angle was going to face. There's no changing that at all. Um, so I took that in the stride as well and took it for what it was. I didn't hate the match at all. Like I said, you, you wish you had, uh, you wish you, um, Angle had a better opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was Corbin. And I don't hate Corbin at all. So I actually think he's pretty, like, decent. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, it's, I think people just hate the way he dresses more than anything. <laughs> Not <laughs> so much the way he wrestles. Um, but the, uh, I'm, I'm with, if you ever listen to, like, Eric Bischoff on 83 Weeks, I'm not a big gimmick person, and I hated the fact that the that they had the guys from SNL and the yeah. Memorial Battle Royal. Like, if you're gonna do celebrities, have them host, have them, you know, announce somebody in, have them do a backstage segment. Don't have yeah. them in a match. That that that's the way, unless it's Mr. T and WrestleMania one. That's the only way you should be able to <laughs> do that. But it, that just it just ruined it for me. And just them being the last ones in the ring, like him almost throwing. Bar- um, not Baron Corbin, sorry, uh, Braun Strowman out. Yeah, it, it, that just it just it just killed it for me, and, and you automatically knew that he was going to win anyway. So it was, was kind of like a why did they even do that match in the first place? Right, it just felt like, like a monumental waste of time as it progressed, and you're like, okay, like they're doing this little therapy session, like this is all bullcrap. Like let's just end this match right now, you know? Um, and exactly. I totally agree. There's not, there's, not, you know, I mean, like Gronk coming in, like at least Gronk is like a legitimate athlete, you know? So like when he came in, um, what was that? Was that 32 when Gronk came in? Or no, 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 34. I was no, when, that was 31 at uh, when Seth. That was 31. Yeah. yeah. That was thirty one when Gronk came in. I thought that was. I think so. During the, during thought. the during the pre show when Jinder during the battle royal, yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, but at least he's a legitimate athlete. Like these two jokers, like I I just could not get down get down with that at all. But um, you know, we're gonna put a pin in WrestleMania because we could literally go on talking about this all night, just like the real show went on all night. But um, I I overall. Love the show. I, you know, I wasn't as critical of it as a lot of other people were. Um, obviously, I wasn't there freezing my ass off until like three or four in the morning and getting rained on. So, you know, I have a little bit different taste in my mouth than some than some other people. But Marco, I have loved having you here to help us like talk about WrestleMania. It was super fun. Like you, you did awesome. Is this your first ever podcast that you've done? Yes, it is. I actually thought it was horrible, but thank you for the compliment. <laughs> no, man, you were great, dude. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully, we can uh, get you on again here sometime, man. We'll talk to you soon and uh, uh, give those uh, little twins a kiss for us, man. For sure, I'll definitely do that. Thank you very much for having me. No problem, Marco. Marco Denugan. You can follow him on uh, Twitter at Inglorious Gent G E N T. And I thought of something cool on the way home. And I do want to touch on the Triple H-Batista match. We didn't get to that. It, I didn't enjoy it. Some people really liked it. I, I don't know where what they saw that I didn't see. But I, I do appreciate Batista for some of the bumps he took in that match that weren't really necessary. But the pulling the nose ring out and the, the pliers and all that stuff, it just seemed a little too set up and just didn't seem very believable. But... Um, what do you think about yeah. this? I, I loved I loved the helicopter thing. It went on a little bit too long for Charlotte, but 
what if you did something cool? Like you did nothing for Becky. So I'm I'm on the way home from WrestleMania. I'm like, what if what if you did a tight shot of Becky Lynch taping her hands up and like you pan out? She's like on the subway, surrounded by a bunch of like you know crazy New Yorkers or something, and like that's how that's how she's getting to WrestleMania. Charlotte's yeah. ta- Charlotte's taking the helicopter. And uh, Rhonda's on like a, a freighter, like uh, punching like big slabs of meat, and she gets like dropped off in like a, a meat plant or something, like you know, in, in the in, in Hell's Kitchen or something. Just you know, so one's coming by land, one's coming by sea, one's coming by air, I and mean, it would have been cool because they did nothing for Becky. I mean, she was the 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 main focus of this match, and you had a you had Joan Jett welcoming in uh, Rhonda, and you had the the helicopter thing. So it would have been cool to just you know for that main event, it, it would have made the show another twenty minutes. Long longer probably but it would have been pretty cool yeah i think it was probably just to kind of throw us off like we're like oh my gosh they're flying charlotte in on a helicopter like this is definitely a good sign that she's gonna win you know and and ronda's entrance wasn't too crazy i mean they did have joan jet but i mean she just walked in you know it wasn't like she she didn't have some big backstage like grand grand entrance um but i yeah i kind of liked that becky's entrance was low-key I, I think it kept the expectation down and you're kind of just like oh man like what's what's gonna happen here you know like they gave charlotte like the grand entrance um so yeah i was i was okay with that i did think the the helicopter thing was a little strange and went on a little too long for my for my liking they should have started that they should have showed that that clip like in an earlier match like her flying in instead yeah. of like right before yeah. the match started you know for sure uh I, do, I don't know why they had ember moon and also luke harper come out in the battle royals without even really announcing that they were back kind of a yeah. letdown. yeah they got the jobber entrance yeah i'm a huge uh Luke Harper fan and, and a huge Ember Moon fan. So, but it's cool to have them back, but overall pretty good WrestleMania. I think the length, I don't know what they're going to do to change that. We'll, we'll talk about that on a future episode. It, something has to be done. Um, but I'm looking forward to nicer weather in Tampa next year. Maybe we can do a, uh, a Chick-fil-A hangout and meet up with some listeners and, uh, grab some food and yeah. drinks and talk wrestling with people. That'd be pretty fun. Definitely. Definitely. Um, the next, the next big thing on the, on the card was takeover. I mean, we had it on Friday, which I actually kind of liked having it on Friday versus Saturday, like the the night before WrestleMania. Um, it was a little bit of a change up, but we had so many good matches. I mean, and takeover always delivers, you know, it's just one of those shows, like, you know, it's going to be action packed from, from bell to bell. And I, I absolutely loved it. There was some amazing amazing spots and you know obviously we saw some some we have a new nxt champion which is exciting um so what did you think of nxt overall man i thought it was a great card i really liked it a lot uh i the the, the highlight well the mvp for me is hanson the war raiders he was and this is dude, a, a 300 yeah. pound dude that is moving around like a like a 205 live guy if you didn't watch that match he, he's he's worth watching even though you know obviously ricochet and alistair black are the stars in it but uh they're gonna be fun when they get called up uh the women's match was really good i i like that i think you can do more with this velveteen dream matt riddle uh rivalry i think those guys are probably the future of this uh division for the next year or so uh i, I wasn't huge on the walter pete dunn match i, I just it was just kind of boring to me i know that's the style there's the, the, the yeah. finger bending style and it's kind of a slower pace methodical thing i'm not sold on this walter guy he is for some reason his face seems too scrunched up to me and it freaks me out a little <laughs> bit um, uh it is a different style and you know it's it's hard coming off of you know you start the show with a freaking 
banger of a match with uh, the War Raiders and Alashe, Alashe, Alistair Black and Ricochet. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that was an insane match. And then you have uh, Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle, which was also high, high energy, fast paced, crazy. And then you have Pete Dunne and Walter, which was a slower, more methodical style of wrestling, which it was still really good. It's not everyone's cup of tea. I know some people were like, I I thought this was a match was going to be better, but that's kind of what I expected from the match. I didn't expect, you know, um, Walter to do like a 450 off the off the top rope. You know, that's not the kind of wrestling that he does. I mean, he did he did go off the top rope, right? Yeah, he to finish the match. That's yeah, how he yeah. like he splashed off the top rope. So I mean, he he did put himself out there and I I really enjoyed that match. The the match of the night to me, I think is going to be a surprise because I also loved um Cole versus uh Gargano, but the tag match, I think, just stole the show for me. I thought it was awesome. I loved how um, Roe, when he was in the in the ring with Alistair Black, like, they stopped. And, like, you know, Alistair was about to kick his head off. And then, you know, like, Alistair showed him mercy. And that before that, Roe was going to, like, finish Alistair. Um, but he showed him mercy. And it was just, like, a sign of respect. So they really established that, that respect before the end of the match. So that when it was kind of like that curtain call moment, um, it was like, it felt right. You know, it didn't feel like hugs and tears. It was, it, it felt like organic and it didn't, I, I actually liked it a lot. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, it, and for some reason the tag team matches NXT and there's been a bunch of them on the takeover pay-per-views that are just, you know, so much more fast paced and, and fun to watch than the, uh, the main roster tag team matches. Almost like they're kind of a Texas tornado matches where, you know, it's a tag team match, but you, there's, they're all four guys are constantly involved and constantly, you know, mixing up and changing in and out. I don't know if it's just faster tags or what, but, um, Oh, it was just crazy. I mean, yeah. Alistair at one point came off the top rope to break up a double pin. Um, ricochet slammed Hanson. Uh, Hanson was running back and forth, uh, freaking turnbuckle to turnbuckle. I mean, he outweighs me by probably a good hundred pounds. And he like, I, I don't know if I could keep up with him in the ring. You know, I mean, he is an athlete by all definitions and it was just insane. Hanson did a cannonball off the top rope. I mean, that's a oh, lot of humanity. God, that was awesome coming yeah. off the uh, coming off the top rope and then you know ricochet had that corkscrew as well over the top rope so yeah it was just it was just insane you know war raiders retained i loved that match um i feel like i i feel like it could have been overshadowed by cole and gargano if it wasn't for cole and gargano being a two out of three falls match i really didn't like that stipulation on this particular match just because for me it kind of takes a little bit of the excitement out well, of you it know you know it's going to go to the three falls always right you know. right um that that match i i want told you i messaged you last night i was watching it again it was better the second time but the the fucking promo that they do before this match was so well done and it, i don't watch nxt regularly i i don't think i've seen more than two or three adam cole matches and I, you know, i've seen much more of johnny gargano but in in a in a three minute promo package, you got the entire story. You got the the personality of both of these guys. You saw you saw him. You saw Adam Cole chopping it up with the undisputed guys and kind of making fun of Gargano and and kind of the flashbacks of the last couple of months of NXT. You saw them both like kind of training. It was just perfectly done, and it's something yeah. that the WWE does does really well, but they haven't done for you know main events. They used to kind of used to do it back in the day for like the. Uh, the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels matches a lot, and just it was just very uh, kind of a throwback kind of promo where they just they were in like a separate like interview spot, but it was more 
casual. I don't know. Just go back yeah. and watch that whole. Go back and watch the whole car. But that it match looks in like it looked like some stuff from UFC. You know how UFC yeah. they yeah. always do like the individual like interviews and stuff like that where they're talking smack. Like I, I really liked. I really liked that. Um, and you know, obviously, we saw uh, Johnny Gargano walk away as the new NXT champion. Um, and you know, as if that wasn't feel good enough, um, we see him and Candice at the top of the ramp and. Who better to show up than my boy, Mr. Blackheart, Tommaso Ciampa. And I mean, I just had goosebumps all over and like the tears kind of flooded up in my eyes, you know, and there was a lot of people that were like, oh, it totally killed his heel character. I can't believe he came out. But like, first of all, I think if, if Ciampa comes back, if he's able to come back, I mean, I think he's going to be a baby face. I mean, they showed that that yeah. video on YouTube of him and his surgery and with his daughter. I mean, he's got baby face <laughs> written all over him. Um, and I, I think it was just a genuine moment that, you know, we all know, like, obviously they've had this blood feud for the past, you know, almost like year and a half, two years almost. And it's like crazy like we we know that as fans in kayfabe, but we also know that these two are best friends, right? So like to have that moment at the end of the, kind of like the passing of the torch, um, I thought it was perfect. I was so happy to see Champa come out, and it just was feel good moment of the night. Plus, we saw them tagging on Raw and SmackDown for two three weeks before the injury, so it's right. It's not like right. it's not like we you know. I, I mean, I know NXT is kind of a separate canon a little bit from that, but. I don't think it mattered. It was it was great, and it was a cool a cool ending for sure. I think they'll probably run with this Adam Cole thing with him, as much as I would. I mean, I'd love to see Adam Cole up and, and feuding with uh, Seth Rollins right now for that title. God damn, they would burn the freaking building down. Oh my god. Yeah, I I can totally see that happening in the future, and I definitely think Cole has um, main car potential. I know he's small, and I know a lot of people really like are like, oh, he's too small. I'm like, I I just think he can go, and I would love, like you said, to see him um, and Alistair Black or him and you know Seth Rollins have a really awesome feud. So yeah, I I'm all in for that, and I love Takeover as a whole. We won't we won't you know belabor it too much uh, because we've talked a lot of wrestling in this episode so far, and um, man, I. I, I'm very satisfied with, with WrestleMania weekend as a whole. Uh, we, we can touch on just real quick Hall of Fame, uh, the piece of shit asshole that uh, ran in and tackled Bret Hart. Bret Hart oh obviously gosh. is okay from everything, and uh, that dude got the worst of the wear. If you, if you weren't aware, someone ran into while uh, the Hart Foundation was being inducted and tackled Bret Hart in the middle of the ring, and, and about 50 uh, giant wrestlers jumped on top of him, made sure that he uh, paid for those actions, and uh, they were. Uh, Shane McMahon was in there really quickly. The New Day was in there. Ronda Rousey's husband and uh, Dash Wilder got the the uppercut from hell uh, f uh, at the at the very end for a good measure. But uh, maybe the worst place you, I could think of to jump in uh, to jump onto somebody is is a uh, a room full of wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, Stupid. bad, bad move. Especially you got Travis Brown and Ronda Rousey sitting like front row. Like I would not jump in um, and and try to mess with someone on on that stage. And you know, I heard a lot of people say, "Oh, they shouldn't have had the stage set up like that." But I mean, they set the stage up like that every week for Raw and SmackDown. You know, and those things don't happen very often you know um they do happen but they don't happen very often um i do think it's like the security like i can't believe that that guy got all the way up to the ring before they 
you know, were able to get him down. Um, but again, he got his, he got his, um, you know, come up and for, for that. And, you know, he paid for that. And I don't, I guarantee he won't be jumping any more barricades, uh, any, any longer. So yeah, the ultimate show of disrespect, but Bret Hart being just the legend and total professional that he is carried on. And he was not going to let anything stop him from properly inducting the Hart foundation and truly just, you know, honoring Jim the Anvil Neidhart and his his career and his life and his legacy and I just I thought it was amazing uh real quick before we get into our go figure segment because I've heard from multiple people now that that's everyone's favorite part of the show so we will not skimp on that we got two weeks of figures to get to and purchases and trade skis and all kinds of stuff but uh Raw and Smackdown after uh Wrestlemania is usually a pretty big couple days for a lot of debuts and people coming up from NXT, and I'm I'm really glad we didn't see a lot of that. Maybe that happens, like I said, uh, next week on the Superstars Shakeup SmackDown Down Under, or whatever the hell it's mm-hmm. called. <laughs> but, uh, but I think it's good. I mean, you have so much talent on Raw and SmackDown that you're not really using fully. I I think it's good. I mean, last year we saw. I mean, pe- people think it's it's always this uh, giant influx of talent. On Raw, we had Ember Moon, No Way Jose, AOP, and Bobby Lashley. I mean, you're not you're not burning the house down with any of those guys. I mean, uh, just real quickly, Sheena, we saw uh, Bray Wyatt promo. I think with the the, the coughing yeah. duck in a yeah. box. What the hell? It's was like that? it's like uh, Jim Henson and Bray Wyatt had a love child, um, and it just appeared on a on a promo for for. Raw. I, I, I mean, it's definitely Bray Wyatt. I mean, it's a buzzard puppet. Um, so it, but it just, to me, I'm like, I, the puppet was so weird. It was so strange and it was so not Bray Wyatt. Like if you're going to have Bray Wyatt, I could see them actually doing a, like filming an actual buzzard and you know it like eating something right like some sort of roadkill of some sort but they had this weird puppet jump out of like a used amazon box and i was like oh this is very awkward and strange but i am excited to see bray back but yeah the puppet was like and i love puppets i love me some jim henson you know sesame street like we are puppet people around here um but yeah that was weird what'd you think of uh lars sullivan making his debut he was uh you know months ago it was uh promoted that he was going to be making a you know coming up with Lacey Evans and EC3 and they really haven't used any of those folks yet besides Ricochet and Alistair Black so I guess this is a good time to bring him back he had some mental health situations going on but I guess that's all cleared up and it is nice to have you know if Brock's going to be out for a while you have a big a nasty heel to kind of feud with some of these guys and if you don't want to turn uh Braun heel this is a good guy to kind of give a push to I guess yeah yeah i mean i'm excited to see how it works out lars is not somebody that i'm like super super hype about um i mean i'll i'll definitely tune in and i'll give him the opportunity to prove me wrong but um you know we got a lot we got a lot of big brooding monsters and i'm like i'm 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 maxed out you know a lot of monsters i hear you uh alexa bliss with a nice clean win over bailey in a singles match which was very promising to see after uh a uh job of hosting wrestlemania for some reason Mm -hmm. uh undertaker appearance i can't believe we're glazing over an undertaker appearance but in 2019 uh it just kind of felt uh awkward and forced i don't know i guess this is going to promote his he is wrestling at that uh the next saudi 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 arabia show which is i think at the end of the month or maybe the beginning of may maybe the first week of may so it's less than a month away and they haven't really 
talked about it at all. I remember last year before WrestleMania and during WrestleMania, they kind of had hyped it up a little bit. So I... yeah, but you know, after after you murder murderous like after journalists go missing and get you know um, yeah. maimed and things like that, you, you're going to keep a much lower profile. I think this year with the Saudi shows than they did like really hyping them up in in years previous. So um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we just hear about that just a little bit here and there, sprinkled in. I mean, they may surprise me and be like, you know, everyone tune in. You know, they might say it every week. Um, but yeah, they may keep it a little more low key to stay to stay on the political mild side this this year. I do want to touch on uh, Sami Zayn's return, and, and he might now be my favorite wrestler on the roster, uh, and and basically is the best gimmick they've done in years, where he is just shitting on the fans and calling them out for all the bullshit that they do. And I loved, you know, seeing the smarks on social media praising him what he did. And, and the same, these are the same people that are calling Bray Wyatt Husky Harris. And when you go to a wrestling event, they're calling out every botch and chanting CM Punk and AEW. The, I, as a wrestling fan, I, I hate wrestling fans. And it's weird to say that, but not all of them. But there's some pretty crappy people that are just never happy. And, you know, we, we, we'll, we'll criticize and we'll break down WrestleMania and we'll say some good things and bad things. But, uh, you know, calling out Roman Reigns for not having leukemia is, is totally different. I mean, these are, these are the, the, the people that I don't like and don't like to be associated with as wrestling fans. And if this is a perfect vehicle for Vince and Triple H to use this character to just kind of like you know, make fun of fans for floating beach balls in the ring and, and, you know, criticizing, you know, you're paying money to come to raw and you're fucking chaining AEW. Like what, what are you doing? Like, yeah, on, you know, I mean, we, you always expect the, the raw after mania crowd to be a little raucous. I mean, they're, they're from everywhere. They're the most hardcore of the hardcore fans. Um, you're right. You know, and you're, you're going to hear the people that are like, well, they pay their money. They can do whatever they want, but it is, you know, you are paying to see a show, you know, and other people are paying to see a show. And when you are just deliberately going against what you're seeing, or you're deliberately trying to like interrupt the show, like you're really taking away from that other person who's trying to enjoy what they're watching their experience you know and i mean to me that's selfish and unfair and you can feel however you want to feel about the the product the matches whatever use your social media platforms to to do all of that you know whatever you want to do i mean you can you can speak it out into the twitterverse but when you're at a live show like just tune in and like pay some respect to what you're seeing and you know just don't ruin it for everyone, you know? And I mean, there's a time and place for chance and all of those things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when you just try to basically like, like take over the show, um, and be a part of the show, then yeah, then it's, it's crossing the line a little bit for me, but I loved how he called it a, you know, super toxic environment. And then, you know, he was just like, I didn't miss any one of you guys. Like, you know, my break was such a relief, not having to like be out here in front of you, you creeps. And then just like saying, see you in hell. I was like, Oh, Okay. okay. I, I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's basically akin to Daniel Bryan calling all of them fickle, fickle, you know, I mean, it's so true. Um, but I love this. I love really like taking what's really happening and turning it into a, a, a gimmick and a promo. You know, I think it's really, and it like really kind of hits home with the fans when it, when that happens, you know, for sure. And that's the best way to get through to them. And I mm -hmm. think, I think you can go pretty far with this. And I, I never liked Sami Zayn as a heel. Uh, I didn't. I think he worked better as a face, but I think he's pulling this off for me so far. I mean, it's only been a week, but uh, 
I think you have some some cool things you can do with him here, and he's he's a good character, so uh, I'm all for it. Uh, over on SmackDown, I mean, we do have to touch on the main event of Raw, which is a total BS move. They're they're promoting uh, Seth Rollins versus Kofi match, and it and it gets swerved at the last minute into a tag team match against the Bar, which is complete bullshit. But I mean. Yeah, that there was there was a hundred ways you could have pulled that off. I loved it because it built it up and it made both of them look like fighting champions, which is great. They just won the title; they're fighting champions. Um, it makes them both look strong. But you could have had someone come in and interfere and cause you know like beat both of them up. You know, like have a have a group of people come in and beat them up, and like debut the undisputed era and have them come in and and beat up Seth and Kofi. You know, but to to have them come in and then to like Seth be like, you know what, I. I've got beef with the bar i want to have a tag match now like how you could not have not expected the the crowd to turn on that that was one of the times that i feel like it was legitimately justified that the crowd was pissed you know um so again you know it's, it's hard to say don't do that and then like oh well this time it's okay but um i i hated this too so i i totally empathize with the fans on kind of turning on this on this match not much to speak of on SmackDown. Uh, anything that you wanted to touch on before we get into uh, everything from Access as far as new figures? Yeah, so we got, I mean, we got some new um, tag champions. We have the Hardy Boys oh, defeated yeah. the Usos um, with the SmackDown Tag Championship, which, the, which is the match that I felt like should have been on the WrestleMania card. I don't know what the logistics were for that or why it wasn't on there, but I was glad that we got it at the SmackDown after Mania. Um, but yeah, your Hardy Boys are your new SmackDown tag champs. Other than that, um, you know, SmackDown was pretty pretty uneventful. It was I, I enjoyed the show, but you know, Iconics they they pulled some shenanigans and beat like a jobber tag team. Um, uh, there was another uh, tag team match with Alistair Black, Ricochet, um, and Ali. They took on Shinsuke, uh, Rusev and Andrade. So, I mean, yeah, it was, it was pretty uneventful for the most part, but yeah, you do. We, I would be remiss not to mention that the, the Hardy boys are the new tag champs. Yeah. Paige here. She, uh, came out with uh hello, darling love. She came out with, yeah. um, she's going to announce a new tag team next week. Is it, it's going to be the sky, oh, yeah. the sky pirates, I guess. I could see that happening. Yeah. I could see that. I mean, it would be nice to be somebody different. Just maybe, Maybe she's coming back, but I don't think that's the case. I think she's maybe a manager. Maybe we see her old running mates, uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, switch over to SmackDown. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, a lot, lot going on. This was uh, another ma- another night where we thought we were going to see a lot uh, more debuts, and we didn't. But uh, I think I think that's good to save that kind of stuff, and, and we'll see you know next week who gets switched around on Raw and SmackDown. That's always fun to get some fresh feuds going. So um, the, the biggest news uh, – outside of the ring was uh the mattel display at access with a a ton of new figures bill mckenna and the crew are we're busy at work with a bunch of these where where are we going to start here what do you want to hit off first because we posted some pictures to our patreon account and on social media of our favorites uh but i want to know what you want to start with first here oh my gosh well i mean there was we got to see prototypes of tons, tons of elites. I mean, we have so many amazing figures coming into the collection that are just going to help round out what we already have. I mean, we have, you know, Adam Cole that comes with the Adam Cole baby hands, which I'm so super excited about. Um, we have Johnny Gargano and his takeover gear. These, so these are all new elites that are coming out. Sarah Logan. Oh my gosh. Did you see that figure? Yeah, Phil? it's pretty cool. Sarah Logan. Yeah. Super excited.
excited about that one. It's like a it's like a whole new sculpt. I mean, like it just looks totally different. It doesn't have like the the regular female sculpted body and like breasts and like tank top look on. It's like, you know, she's got a whole new a whole new body, which I, I really appreciate. Um, but man, it was like packed and loaded. And I, I mean, I felt like that was one of the most exciting things of WrestleMania weekend was just seeing like the display and seeing what all was out there and all the new stuff that that's coming out. What was the, what was the figure that you were like most excited to see come like come out of the weekend? Oh, come on. You know, it's those retros, baby, that retro series <laughs> 10 with diesel. I mean, that was uh, yeah. back in the day. That was the figure we were supposed to get if there was going to be a new set of Hasbro's. So to get diesel junkyard dog, uh, Broken Matt and Elias as the uh, yeah. the next four of those figures coming out. Uh, I'm I'm really excited for that, and I'm I popped hard for that two pack uh, Bobby Heenan Gorilla Monsoon. I mean, I was yeah. like, wow, dude. Uh. Oh um, my gosh, that is long, long overdue. I mean, I like my Gorilla Monsoon. I mean, maybe they'll fix it. It was still just like a, you know, a prototype. So maybe it'll be a little weightier. I like my Gorilla Monsoon with a little more meat on his bones. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna complain that you know we're getting a Gorilla Monsoon figure, because I will definitely be copping that, and I'm so excited for that two pack. Can you believe they're on Basic Series 100? Like, what other <laughs> figure company do you know that has done a hundred series of anything? You know, I mean, oh, that is, is pretty, that is like pretty cool, insane. Yeah, pretty cool. So it's going to be, you know, they're they're really throwing it back to like top stars. Um, the the series 100 basics are going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. You're going to have The Rock. You're going to have Undertaker, HBK and John Cena. They haven't really released what like attire they're all going to be in. The, the John Cena had on like an old school John Cena shirt. But, um, you know, they're still they're still working on that. But yeah, I was really excited um, live the live Morgan. She's going to be a store exclusive. I don't think they've, they've, um, announced what store she's going to be exclusive to, Target but... and the rock is Walmart. Okay. Okay. Yep. Cool. cool. And Sony yeah. Deville, so... Sony Deville is target as well. And I, the, the basic 100 to go back to that with those, you know, those probably the biggest five superstars in WWE history, not counting Hulk Hogan, the, the artwork and the design in the back is, I mean, for basics, it's it, there. I might have to yeah. top all five of those and keep them keep them mint and just present them somewhere for 10 bucks. I mean, it's a pretty cool look and those are, you, know, you can't get five bigger names than those guys right there. So that's, that was fun. Uh, uh I'm going to be really upset if this Ali figure does not light up. It has to, it has to light up. I mean, come on, give me a, give me a light up Mustafa Ali figure, please. Uh, that has Who, to happen. Who's, who's Mustafa Ali? Oh, I'm sorry. Ali. Darn it. Oh yeah. Yeah. God, I, was, I was thinking, I was like, who is Mustafa Ali? Um, but we are also getting a Selena Vega, which I'm super excited about. Um, and, uh, some iconics, which, you know, I mean, I love, I love having new, new females. We do our ICW and I'm always like trying to build up our, our women's division. So I was excited to see Selena Vega and, uh, and the iconics, um, we're getting your favorite, you're getting the Alicia Fox with hat. Oh, that's right. That's right. The, uh, the yeah. looks like it looks like a uh, like a Thanksgiving centerpiece hat. Uh, yeah, she she's part of the Walmart uh, Survivor Series uh, pack up. So uh, yeah, you, I feel, I know you will be on top Man. of that one. So everyone, when that one drops, make sure you're on the lookout. Um, please, you know, for Phil. Please. When, for, speaking of for, peg warmers, that's going to be a peg warmer. <laughs> I don't 
don't know though. You know, I mean, sometimes those like those odd figures like that, like those are the ones that people are most on the on the lookout oh, for. I mean, right. I know, yeah. You know, I know Alicia Fox is not like one of the top talents in WWE, but she does have a really long tenure, and I mean, the figure actually looks really really nice. Um, so I, I'm excited to see how it comes out once it's like fully you know colored and what you know what they do with it. But we also saw a John Cena without a flat top. Like, oh, yeah, what? Right. I mean, the, the guy's been rocking a flat top for 10 years and now he's got a new hairdo. So I know Bill McKenna was like, oh, hell yeah. I get to try something different on Cena with this with this new movie star hairdo. So that'll be exciting to, to add that, you know, different Cena head sculpt. You know, I can't believe you buried the lead on the ultimate edition Bret Hart figure. What is your oh. thoughts on this? I do not like how his hair is in his face on every single picture that i see but uh the figure itself with the splatter paint black top and pink bottom yeah it's pretty badass oh yeah the the bret hart figure as a whole with jacket and everything on is as mage as mage gets like it is beautiful one having one and they, it comes with the actual glasses that are like the foil glasses right the reflective glasses so it's yeah. got proper bret hart glasses which are great Three head scans with hair in the middle of the face, though, is a little disappointing because one I'm totally cool with, like, you know, the glasses on, the hair, you know, doing his entrance, like ha having the, the hair in the face, I'm cool with. But like the other two should like be kind of like pushed back, like something, you know. Um, so I'm hoping... I'm hoping that they that they fix that before like they like actually release it to the public. Um, maybe they've heard us our outcry. I don't know. Um, but if not, I feel like I'll be taking like an exacto knife to a couple of those those head sculpts because I mean I don't like that piece of hair in the face. Yeah, and he has one where he's got a real derpy kind of Kurt Angle shield smile uh, to him. But, uh, I kind of like I kind of like smiling Bret Hart, and I know a lot he of didn't there smile was a lot very of often back in the day. There was there was a lot of flack on the smiling head sculpt. People were like, I just don't like that smiling look. And I was like, I kind of I kind of like happy Brett, you know, um, just kind of like just cheesing Brett. Yeah. Well, and I mean, there was a cool uh, Jeff Hardy basic with the purple face paint. We had a Razor Ramon uh, with the uh, the WrestleMania 10 outfit. So I mean, there's a there's a, a Don Morocco. Uh, we had an ultimate deletion pack. Uh, box set. oh yeah the ultimate deletion pack i forgot about that um also they announced like i mean obviously like we knew what they were going to be but the new top talent you know you're going to have finn in a gray and silver um attire like you know with a black jacket and then you got aj in like a green and black um ring gear and then seth in like a volt color and black and black ring gear for your for your top talent figures that are coming out but i mean oh how can i forget this one we have tomaso champa that oh, comes with yes. removable camo pants so you can have like you know regular champa and then you can have ring gear champa and then he also comes with a uh, with a crutch so that that one i'm really 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 looking forward to um and we're gonna get a ricochet figure um so I can't remember if you said that already or not, but yeah, Ricochet is, is coming and man, just so, so many good, good figures and you know, so many things to unbox in the future. I'm getting hype. All right. I'm going to call bank of America now and just let them know to, <laughs> you know, to be ready just for up, the next just year. Up your, just up your credit limit on your card, you know, get you a good card that has rewards on it. So you can just, you know, it can be your figure hunting card. They should just make an elite squad credit card where you can get like elite squad points oh, and man. cash, cash them in for for action figures man people would be going bankrupt 
Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. That is very true. All right. Well, some cool stuff there at Access for sure. We had a bunch of uh, buddies posting pictures from all over Access, so thank you for that. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for your favorite segment, Go Figure. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. gentlemen go figure is our weekly segment where sheena and i let you guys know what we've bought and purchased and traded for uh not only wrestling figures but merchandise and memorabilia and all kinds of t-shirts and all kinds of cool stuff revolving around the wrestling game and uh we didn't we didn't do this last week sheena so let's get into it we have i have some good stuff i'm sure you do as well yeah, so <clears throat> I was able to get uh, an elite uh, Red Rooster action figure, which I know a lot of people are on the hunt for right now. It's a Target. Uh, it's supposed to drop on Target.com. I don't know if it ever actually did drop on Target.com, but there was like, you know, people were looking for it on Thursday, and then it was like not coming out, and people were freaking out. Um, whenever I heard that it was coming out on Target, Heel Husband went on eBay and found some of the people that had the early releases, and they were selling them for like, you know, hundred over 100 bucks, and messaged them and be like, hey, this is about to release, so would you sell this to me for 30 bucks? And sure enough, uh, we found someone to to give it to us for, for 30 bucks, so 10 bucks over retail and not having to like, you know, I had not even 10, like less than 10 bucks over retail. Um, and yeah, it's uh, not to get out and yeah, not to have to get out and hunt for it and everything. That was a super, super score, especially looking at, you know, the target inventory and how they kind of drop all weird and like they literally scan in one figure at a time. So yeah, I was super excited to get that. We finally, um, snagged a, uh, an elite 65 Sherry off of eBay at a, at a reasonable price. So we found somebody that was giving like selling one reasonably because they have not been reasonably, pr- reasonably priced in recent weeks and months. Very nice. I, uh, I did pre-order the red rooster. I think it was Tuesday yesterday. Uh, it went up for pre-order. It's either Monday or Tuesday pre-order on target.com after nice. it's supposed to be last Thursday. And it was yeah twenty four ninety nine plus shipping. So, pre-order that bad boy i i I don't really know why i pre-ordered it i don't really i mean i guess i want it i I wasn't a huge red rooster fan but i think it'll be a cool addition to the collection at least Uh, yeah it's just one of those things like you feel like you know you need it you know it's a very unique figure um and you just you just need it you know yeah i don't think there's a bunch of people out there like rocking their red rooster t-shirts and like you know have legendary red rooster memories but at the same time like anytime mattel comes out with something like that unique like you gotta jump on it Oh, the Hounds of Justice have awakened. I, have, I know. <laughs> I pre-ordered, I don't know if I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, I pre-ordered King Mabel from Ringside Collectibles because I wanted to make sure I got that figure. They did not have the chase available at the time, so uh, I think one of my buddies from the Baltimore Lead Squad was able to pre-order that. I got two King Mabels coming, so I'll maybe trade him one. I'm not sure you know, what's going to come. I've never pre-ordered anything from uh, ringside before. So I don't know which of the, you know, they, they only had one available up there. So I pre-ordered two of those bad boys. I I figure that's going to be hard to find. So I wanted to get that for my new generation collection. I'm still waiting for my retro uh, series eight from Mattel. It's been pushed back and pushed back. And my Amazon app is telling me it's going to ship by the 15th. So I got a couple more days here. So, uh, Hmm. The Broski uh, Elite uh, Retro should be in my hands soon. But the biggest news of the week, Sheena, my, my good brother, Kevin, from the Baltimore Elite Squad, is parting with some of his Hasbros. He has a, 
a collection, and he's, he, he is, does not want to uh, go through with all of them, and uh, he's not going to complete it, so he decided to part with some, and I, I jumped on the opportunity, so I am uh, currently the owner of the Smoking Gun Hasbro's Yokozuna, Adam Baum, Ludwig Borga, and Shawn Michaels with the uh, the black and silver pants, as well as Doink the Clown. So, uh, wow, yeah, these uh, wow. it was a great price. We traded a couple figures, and I I I, pay, I was PayPal ready. So, uh, he and he's a good brother. It looks like he took really good care of them. So, uh, I wanted to make sure I could get on them as quick as possible. These are some of the hardest ones to get. So, I think uh, Evil Crush and the One Two Three Kid are the the two really hard ones that I still need to get. So, uh, my my Hasbro collection is down to I th- it's at least single digits. I think it's within five or six figures, and uh, I'm gonna be sad when it's all complete. I don't know if you've ever totally completed a series or something. I'm sure you have, but um, yeah, uh, it's yeah. probably bittersweet, right? Yeah, it leaves like a little bit of longing in your heart where you're like, oh, well, I'd, or when, especially even now, like when you're caught up on all of the current things that you could buy, like in store, um, it kind of just like you know, it feels like oh well. I don't really need to check the figure section, which is a foreign feeling, you know? Yeah, exactly. So whenever, whenever a new series comes out, you're like, Oh my gosh, something to hunt for again, you know, because yeah. you know, I mean, obviously like, um, things that are not in store anymore, you're going to have to hunt online for those, um, or, you know, get, get together with your, your fig brothers. But, um, you know, when those new series drop, it, it does kind of open a new door and bring a little bit of excitement back to hunting. Uh, lead brother, a uh, good brother, Brandon found me some, uh, of the retro series six Nakamura, uh, Wolfpack Sting and Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt's at Roses uh, locally here. Beautiful, uh, beautiful roses. And uh, <laughs> there's, I've already got a couple Patreon members that that need some of those. They were like uh, six bucks, I think. So uh, I'm gonna get some. Some of those are selling for a pretty penny on uh, on the old eBay. So I'm gonna get those out to those guys. So that that's that nice. feels pretty good. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, we had talked about doing our Mount uh, Rushmore or Mount Trashmore of peg warmers. Well, that is actually going to be a Patreon episode. We're going to record it right after this. It's going to be a quick 15, 20, that's what we say, 20 minutes. It'll probably end up being 30 minutes, let's be honest. But uh, <laughs> we're going to do that as a separate episode. You'll be able to get it at our, our patreon.com slash Chick Foley show, and uh, we'll make that available for all of our Patreons. So let's get to our random merch of the week, Sheena, and you have a good one for us this week. Yeah, so for anyone keeping up, uh, I got to do my due diligence and let you guys know that the bone saw gear still available. Um, so make sure if, if that's something that you're interested in. I don't think you have to be in any hurry, but you're going to be pissed if you waited on it and somebody mm-hmm. snags it up like yeah. one of these days. So um, speaking of the yeah, speaking of the macho man, um, our random merch of the week, you know, I try to do a little high low, you know, sometimes I go like super high and then sometimes I find some really good, reasonably priced merch. This is definitely on the spendier end. Uh, it's going to set you back $25,000 or best offer. Um, and then like the thing that pisses me off about this seller is that he's still going to charge you 50 bucks shipping Come for this on, bad man. boy. 50 bucks? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So, you know, uh, so not only are you going to spend 25,000, you are going to be tuned up for uh, $50 shipping charges. So we have here the ring, uh, the macho man, mega powers ring worn trunks. They're signed by the macho man. They're the ones that were used in the promo with like him and Hogan and Elizabeth. Um, I mean, they're, they're red. They have the mega powers 
um, on the back of them. They have, they come with a letter of authenticity. So you're getting the real deal. Um, but you know, it says it's the description says this, this don't need words, dot, dot, dot. The first pair of original mega powers trunks worn and signed by Randy Savage in somehow show and in SummerSlam 88 promo or photo promo and video interview, the real, real deal. So if you're a macho man fan out there and you are wiping your butt with hundred dollar bills, stop it and go buy yourself these mega powers ring worn trunks. Yeah, I just looked it up. They, this is shipping from Italy, so I don't know how it got out there, but uh, the, yeah. the lack of punctuation in the description is a little bit of alarming. Uh, this person <laughs> owns this, but yeah. uh, maybe Macho Man traded. But I mean, to get an autograph on a, a piece of memorabilia like this of somebody who is no longer with us is a pretty a pretty cool thing for sure. Yeah, ring worn and signed. So I mean that that is a pretty big a pretty big deal, especially for such a star like you know the Macho Man Randy Savage, who is larger than life. So yeah, it's it's a pretty dope piece of memorabilia. Um, little little too rich for my blood, but um, for whoever snags it out there, I, I'm happy for you. All right. Well, uh, yeah. If you do, if one of our listeners does grab it, let us know. I want to try those things on, see if they fit. <laughs> um. Let's get to our retro wrestling recommendation of the week. I'll go first on this one. Uh, being just a couple of days removed from the Raw after WrestleMania, I wanted to go back to, this is not on the network. Well, it probably is, but this is, uh, I'll just do a quick search on the Google machine for Enzo and Cass interrupt the Dudley boys, Raw April 4th, 2016. Uh, I remember this night, probably one of the bigger pops uh, I remember hearing in the last you know four or five years. Uh, this yeah. is when Enzo and Cass debuted and just kind of went off. And as much as these guys, you know, these guys are in the news now after signing with ROH and, and interrupting the the card over the weekend at MSG. But Enzo and Cass were not good wrestlers. But God damn it, if Enzo could not speak on that mic and he wrote all of that stuff himself. And uh, there was there was a special or something on the network when he had won the cruiserweight title of how you know he kind of. When he was heard, he he just sat with a notebook and kind of almost like a like a a singer or a rapper or something like, and just like kind of sh- shades of uh, shades of Slim Shady and Eight exactly. Mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vomit on this on the sweater of Mom Spaghetti type of thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's a it's a cool pop and and everyone in the in the crowd knew the words even though these guys had come from NXT and uh, and th- they were instantly a made tag team right from the beginning. I mean, oh, there, yeah. were, there was no kind they, of ramp up for them. You know, they were right in, right in the thick of things from the get go. Yeah. They were over as over can be. And it's hard. If you, if you came in as a fan or if you just got back into the product since they've been gone, or even at, at the tail end of, of them being there in and cast, um, and you never saw them in NXT. I mean, these guys, they were merch machines. I mean, I don't know how many, how you doing shirts they probably sold, but it had to be like an obscene amount because these guys and Enzo had his little wigs that people would wear. I cannot believe people would buy those and actually wear those. But I saw so many of them when we were at WrestleMania 31, um, those Enzo wigs and it was just insane. And yeah, he, he like, they made the perfect duo. I mean, you had this big, strong ox in Cass, who's just an ass kicker. And then you have Enzo who is just like, like, you know, murder people on the mic, you know, and he's just so charismatic and it's, it's hard to believe like where they are now and kind of like how their star has fallen. But, and in NXT, they also had Carmelo, which was just another, you know, another like layer to, to them, which was super cool. But, um, yeah, that I remember when they interrupted the Dudley boys too, and that was, they did get a hu- hugacious pop. 
What's your re- retro wrestling recommendation of the week? So, again, in the spirit of it being post-mania, uh, I picked a post-mania pay-per-view from 1996. It is HBK versus Diesel. In your house, uh, good friends, better enemies from April 1996. It was pay-per-view after WrestleMania 12. It was HBK's first big title defense. Um, and it was the last televised match for Diesel before he went to, to WCW. Um which we all know like a month later was the uh, MSG curtain call at a live show. I mean, it wasn't televised, but um, you know, that's, that's when we saw um, Hall and Nash leave for, for WCW, which, you know, which created a whole nother movement uh, with the NWO. And um, it's just a really great match. I mean, HBK was over as such a baby face. I mean, this match had everything. I mean, it had fire extinguishers at one point, um, you know, Diesel took off a, a prosthetic leg and tried to beat up oh, Shawn Michaels man, with it. I remember it. that. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this had a little bit of everything. It was a hard hitting match. Um, and in the end, HBK retained. So yeah, definitely go onto your, onto your network and look, uh, look up HBK versus Diesel from uh, April 1996 uh, in your house. Very nice, and I do have to. That was that was right as the Attitude Era was kind of like in the in the precipice, and we we before the NWO guys left. Yeah, that was a good time in wrestling for sure. Uh, well, let's get to our our listener mail. Yeah, so we have a listener mail um, come in from Martin Garcia, and I thought it was a really, really good question. So he says, so WWE likes giving stuff for free, uh, like giving stuff free month for new subscribers and free pay-per-view. Let me read that sentence wasn't written very well, Martin, but uh, I'll I'll, I'll forgive you for that. Um, But he's basically saying, yeah, they give you a free month um, when you're a new subscriber and you you get the pay-per-view for free. So why not give people who have paid their hard-earned money to pay their network, um, you know, he said he's been... He's been a subscriber for two years and, you know, or he's been a subscriber for two years and, you know, give something to people that have had it since it came out Um, and, you know, give them a $10 gift card or a commemorative pin. What would you think would be the best thing that WWE could give us for being a loyal subscriber? And it's funny that he sent this in because this is something that Heel Husband and I have talked about so many times when we hear them, you know, you get two free months of, you know, uh, WWE Network and you're going to get this pay-per-view for free and then the next pay-per-view for free if you're a new subscriber and we're like well what about us we've been down with the uh the network since day one ish you know and we've never gotten anything from wwe network except for like hours and hours and hours of endless content and entertainment which we do appreciate um but it would be cool if they sent you like some sort of little like commemorative pin like that would be something that you would post on instagram like think about that you know that's free marketing for them you know like hey i got my my one year network subscriber pin or my two year network subscriber pin or like a social media badge that you could post and be like yeah i've been a loyal network subscriber for a year you know um i think that would be just a nice gesture or like at christmas just send us like a little you know thank you a little christmas card or like a ten dollars off of a off of a wwe shop there's so much they can do yeah i mean you you could do like uh, a reward program where like if you stay because i know a lot of people that probably just switch between email addresses and just keep signing up for pay-per-views and use fake email accounts and never end up paying for anything so for me using the network every you know every other day using it quite a bit i i don't cancel it i keep it going so maybe you keep it for six months at your six month mark you get like a pin at the 12 month mark you get like a t-shirt you know just give me yeah. an old give me an old t-shirt like call it like call it like from the vault or something give me like an old t-shirt from like a paper oh, a pay-per-view 
You know, that is like genius. Yeah. Like yeah. you get a re- yeah, you could just like put in your size of your t shirt on the on the network and they could send you like, yeah, like you said something from the vault, like an old WrestleMania thirty three shirt yeah. or something. Or like you know? you're telling um, me they don't have like old like Aldo Montoya shirts sitting around or old Marty Janetti shirts or something like some crazy stuff they did for some like headlock for hunger or some kind of t shirts they have sitting around. They probably have so much crap they need to get rid of, you know. Yeah. And then, um, and then, like Christmas, give give me like uh, one day on WWE Shop where everything's for, for me. It's forty percent off. Just one day, you know, like yeah. Um, oh, that's good. Like network net, network exclusive promotional codes and like you know shopping days. Yeah, that's a yeah. good idea. I mean, it's not hard. I mean, people people you're getting people to spend more money. You know, you're basically you know do something like that and you're gonna increase subscriptions i would feel like and it's it yeah make much, make so. people feel special you know i mean i know the network is not like it's not super crazy expensive um for for all the content that you get but at the same time like for people who subscribe year after year after year i definitely think there should be some sort of um some sort of incentive and reward and recognition for for your loyalty you know because they really make a point of like hey we've got you know one billion subscribers or however many they have you know um and you know i'm like hey well show me a little love then you know um so i i I definitely agree with that and i loved i love this question because it's funny because it's definitely something that we have talked about so many so many times before but speaking of t-shirts i wanted to give a shout out um to mary kate valdez for purchasing she didn't get one from the vault she got one from pro wrestling tees she purchased her official chick foley show t-shirt so thank you mary kate valdez for for your support on the show and you know everything that you guys do for us so thank you so much and also i wanted to um you know tell you that Chick Foley Show is a proud partner of Wiretap Radio. So if you guys have not heard of Wiretap, you need to get over there. Our buddy, uh, the Wrestling Classic, and his partner Danny have started an entertainment site, and we are a, a partner with that, and we love what they're doing over there. They cover all things sports, entertainment, video games, music, fitness, you name it. Wiretap's got it. So definitely check them out at, at Wiretap Radio, and there's a link to their website on, on their Instagram. Yep, it's W-Y-R-E-T-A-P-E dot com, and we can, you'll be able to find our episodes there, and we'll have some cool new content posted there in the coming weeks and months. Everything is still in kind of the developmental stages, but uh, we're pretty excited about it, and um, yeah, pretty cool. Check out our shirts there. Again, patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. You'll be able to find that uh, that bracket uh, and all of our older episodes, and again, our Mount Rushmore of peg warmers. I'm excited to get into that with Sheena in a little bit, but uh, thank you guys for listening to our wrestlemania recap and i'm sure as uh as things calm down here we'll have more time for some cool segments uh, as the as the post wrestlemania hangover is over but uh a pretty fun week of wrestling sheen i'm ready to detox for the next couple days here though i don't know about you <laughs> yeah i definitely am i i felt all of the pizza and all of the wings and all of the beer and everything during my my workouts this week i was like oh man i need to like take a take a little bit a little bit of time to detox the system and also just to like detox, detox my the mind. system <laughs> D- oh my god that would be so perfect detox uh. the system um but yeah d- and detox my mind from sitting through like you know what was a monumental uh weekend of wrestling and just get back to my regularly scheduled you know raw smackdown nxt uh you know 
rotation, which is a lot easier to digest throughout the week. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you rate, subscribe, review over on iTunes. It really helps out the show and gets us heard by more people. Um, and if you don't already follow our buddies over at Fully Posable, um, you can follow them at, at Fully Posable WFP on Instagram. Um, they, If you're into wrestling figures, they know all about wrestling figures, so they have a lot of nostalgia segments. So if you're nostalgic like the Toon Brothers, then you need to go over there and check out their show. Oh, I forgot uh, our buddies at Doing the Favor and also another great wrestling figure podcast. They gave us a shout-out and some love on their show today. They do a nice quick, like, I think it's 20, 30 minutes. It's not like this uh, two-hour uh, spectacular you're listening to right now, but it's a quick little, you know, after you listen to our episode on Thursdays, you'll be able to pick up Doing the Favor and listen to them real quick on a, on a quick commute. So uh, they, they are a great podcast that just started up pretty recently, and uh, they're doing some nice. good stuff. So uh, check them out, and uh, we'll be back with you guys next week right here on the Chick-fil-A Show. Stay classy, Marks.